You are listening to Sermons to Go from Advent United Methodist Church in Egan, Minnesota. This is the sermon for Sunday, March 28, 2021, Palm Sunday. The music is provided by the Advent United Methodist Choir, directed by Daniel Peterson. Reading and preaching is lead pastor, Pastor Eric Elkin. Now let us prepare our hearts and minds to listen and be renewed in faith. now the Palm Sunday Gospel, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verse 1 through 11. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it on. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. 
As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying this colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything and it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So when you study the Bible, what it really does, it really helps to look at what happened before and what happens after the story that you're examining. Everybody, everybody knows what happens after Palm Sunday. Jesus goes into the temple. He turns over some tables. He gets really rowdy. He gets arrested, and we're off to the Passion Narrative. But do you know what happens right before our palm parade? Before we get into the waving of our palms, Jesus, his disciples, and a multitude are, on, are leaving Jericho on their way to Jerusalem. Yes, Jesus is popular, but it is also Passover. The time of pilgrimage has come. It has begun. The Jews, all the Jews from the surrounding area are going to the temple to celebrate the high holy days of Passover. And Jesus is the one that is leading them. And as they are leaving Jericho, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, hears the crowd and learns it is Jesus walking by. So he starts to yell. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people scold him. They tell him not to disturb their walk. Beggars are to be seen and not heard. Bartimaeus, desperate to be healed, yells even louder, which will only make the people more angry. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But something different happens this time. This time Jesus stops and he calls Bartimaeus to come up. Now the crowd kind of flips. They show their hypocrisy. This one they told to be quiet now is the most popular person in the whole multitude. They tell him, get up, get up. The crowd is not blind. They know when the master calls, a healing is about to happen. Here's the thing that caught my attention, something I've never really considered before. Bartimaeus gets up and throws off his cloak onto the ground, and then he comes to meet Jesus. And I'm reading through it, and I'm like, why does he throw his cloak on the ground? And more importantly, why does, why does Mark put that sentence in there? Because none of the other uh, stories about this uh, healing have that in there. When you reread the sentence, it sticks out as such an odd thing to include in a story, something that's rather insignificant, maybe. I don't think these type of um, things are accidents. I think instead they're clues to something bigger coming up, indicators that we should be really paying attention to the actions of what is going to come in the next chapters. Jesus 
ask Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, what he wants. And the request is simple. Teacher, I want to see. The story ends with two short, action-packed sentences. Jesus says, go, your trust in God. This is what I always use for the word faith. In the text it says, go, your faith has made me well. But I want us to understand, it's go, your trust in God has made you well. And he followed Jesus on the way. Immediately, Bartimaeus was able to see, and he followed Jesus on the way. Bartimaeus is the only person healed in the Gospel of Mark who actually follows Jesus. And Jesus just told him to go. He didn't tell him where to go. There was no indication. He just said, go. Your trust in God has made you well. Also, Bartimaeus is identified. Identified as the son of Timaeus because he continued to follow Jesus after the crucifixion. He eventually becomes a leader in the early church. So you might be saying to yourself, so what? What does this have to do with Palm Sunday? This morning is about celebrating Palm Sunday, and we sing Hosanna. And we throw our palms up in the air, and the focus is on excitement and expectation turned into disappointment. There's one element we will leave out of the story, though. We will not throw our cloaks on the ground like the crowd in the story do. Why is that? So I asked myself, do we really even understand what the word Hosanna means? I googled Hosanna. <laughs> it's a deep research. I so googled Hosanna meaning. And what I found was this, an expression of adoration, praise, or joy. But in truth, Hosa in Hebrew means save us. And putting na at the end brings immediacy to it. Save us now. Hosanna means save us now. And the only place that you will find this word in Hebrew scripture is found in Psalm 118, verse 25, where it is translated, Lord, please save us. Here's why I started out the way I did. The people waving the palms and shouting as Jesus, his disciples, and a multitude walk through the mounted olives. They are doing the exact same thing that Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, did as Jesus went walking by, as that group left Jericho. They are shouting louder and louder, Save us now, son of David! Save us now! If that wasn't enough of a connection, what do the people do as Jesus walks by? They threw their cloaks on the ground and they were expecting a healing like Bartimaeus received. I think they do. They may not be blind, but they need some kind of healing. This day is not about praise and adoration. It's about laying bare the conditions the people wanted to be saved from. So to get ready for the sermon, I'm wearing a bunch of coats. And each one of these coats represents something I want to be saved from. Something I'm just fed up with. So I'm going to say Hosanna because 
I want to be saved from violence. I am absolutely sick of violence. I'm sick of domestic violence. I'm sick of child abuse. I'm sick of just violence as entertainment. I'm going to say Hosanna because I want to be saved now. I want to be saved right now from hatred. I'm sick of being told who I need to hate and why I need to hate and everything I need to do to be hated or to, to fulfill this pledge to hate. I'm going to say Hosanna from judgment. I'm sick of death of watching the news every night and figuring out who's the next group to get condemned. I'm just so sick of it. I want Hosanna from judgment. I want Hosanna from poverty. I want Hosanna from all the ways that we do violence to each other through poverty, through unemployment, through hunger, through homelessness. I'm just sick of it. So I'm going to throw all of these cloaks on the ground too. And I've invited anybody on staff here to come up right now and tell me what Hosanna they have. Hosanna, I am sick of just basically physical health issues. Hosanna, save us from injustice and the lack of mercy and compassion that we see. Save us. Hosanna from hypocrisy. May our actions reflect our words. Why don't you be thinking about this at home right now? What do you want to be saved from? You know, ever since the movie Groundhog's Day, the phrase, it's like Groundhog's Day, has come to mean something that is repeated over and over again. And the funniest thing about Palm Sunday is while we do celebrate it every year, I would call it a Groundhog's Day celebration, with, often without us realizing it. We follow the pattern of it almost every single day. In the original event, the people want to be saved by Jesus now. Instead, they get the cross. They wanted to be like Bartimaeus. They wanted to make this plea and God would hear them and it would be healed and we'd walk away and everything would be good. Instead, we get Palm Sunday. We plead, we pray, and often we feel like our, connect, our uh, condition never goes away. It causes some to lose hope and, and walk away. What Jesus saves us from is something larger than any immediate condition. Jesus is saving us from death. Saved from death, we are given the same command as Bartimaeus. Go, your trust in God has made you well. The freedom of where we will go is ours. Bartimaeus took his healing and worked the rest of his life to heal others. So will we do the same thing? As I was preparing this sermon, I learned a wonderful, dynamic congregation from our days in New York was closing its doors for good. 
I mean, this was a really large, dynamic congregation. And this past Tuesday, they celebrated 100 years of ministry. And now, after Easter, the church will be slowed and most likely demolished to make way for a new business. 30 years ago, it was thriving. It was a vibrant place of faith. And today, it's not worth saving. I cannot communicate to you the level of grief this has caused me. Yet I also think they forgot their mission. I don't know all the ins and outs of what happened, but I'm confident they forgot this, their mission. They forgot their mission in choosing instead to worship the gospel of we've always done it this way or the parable we've always looked like this. Today, our churches fear closing and irrelevance. And I'm certain people fear that COVID, fear what COVID will do to our congregation as well. And I got to be honest with you, I join you in some of those days and it's really dark. The one thing that continues to breathe hope into me is I will not let you forget your mission. And if we do not forget our mission, we have nothing to fear. Our trust in God will always heal us. So I look at all the cloaks on the floor and all the things we want to be healed from, and I think of Bartimaeus. He was healed of blindness only to take on bigger problems. Ones he could not see when he was blind. We are baptized. And we are baptized. We, God made a promise to us to free us from the only thing that can destroy us, death. But here's the thing. We also made a promise to God. Sometimes we don't remember that promise so well. So what I did is I went into the United Methodist Church Book of Worship. I found the Baptismal Covenant Liturgy. And this is what you and I agreed to. And no matter where you were baptized, Methodist Church or not, there was some expression of this in your baptism. You were asked, do you accept the freedom, like Bartimaeus, and the power of God gives you, like Bartimaeus, to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. And all the people there said, I do. When we gather to celebrate Palm Sunday, we already know that we've been saved. We know what we've been saved from and how we are saved and, and why we were saved. The only question left for us is, will we go like Bartimaeus? or like a multitude of nameless persons who lost hope after Palm Sunday and fled away. Our mission is to accept with joy the freedom and power God gave to us to go resist evil, injustice, oppression in whatever forms they present us. And if we learn to lean into this mission, claim it as our identity as we once did in our baptism, that our hosannas will turn from this desperate plea to be saved into reasons for joy and celebration because we will have transformed the world through the love of God in Christ Jesus. And that is our future today, tomorrow, and the next day. Amen.
Oh, 